Hey, this is Quentin Moore, and I'm the pastor of the Father's House, and this is our podcast. Thanks for joining us today. I hope the message inspires you, gives you faith, and lets you see that God is truly moving in your life. We hope you enjoy today's message. You got a Bible, go to 1 Kings chapter 17, and as you're doing that, look at your neighbor and say, Little things matter. Little things matter. I'm going to read 16 verses this morning. That's a lot, right? It wasn't when I was a kid growing up, but it now just to sit and read the Word takes a lot of... Um, but 1 Kings chapter 17, I'm going to read 16 verses. Are you ready? Now, Elijah the Tishbite from Tisbe in Gilead said to Ahab, As the Lord the God of Israel lives, whom I serve, there will be neither rain nor dew in the next few years except at my word. Say, except at my word. And then the word of the Lord came to Elijah, Leave here, turn eastward, and hide in Kareth Ravine, east of the Jordan. You will drink from the brook, and I have directed or commanded the ravens to supply you with food there. So he did. And what the Lord had told him, and then he went to the Kareth Ravine, east of the Jordan, and stayed there. The ravens brought him bread and meat in the morning, and bread and meat in the evening, and he drank from the brook. Sometime later the brook dried up, because there had been no rain in the land. And then the word of the Lord came to him, Go at once to Zarephath, in the region of Sidon, and stay there. I have directed or commanded a widow there to supply you with food. So he went to Zarephath, and when he came to the town gate, a widow was there gathering sticks. He called to her and said, Would you bring me a little water in a jar? Say, a little water. Look at other neighbors, said, Just a little just a little water in a jar, so I may have a drink. And as she was going to get it, he called and said, Bring me, please, a piece of bread. As surely as the Lord your God lives, she replied, I don't have any bread. Only a handful of flour in a just to take home and make a meal for myself and my son. She lost all hope. Elijah said to her, Don't be afraid. Go home and do as you have said. But first make a small loaf of bread for me from what you have and bring it to me. And then make something for yourself and your son. For this is what the Lord, the God of Israel, says. The jar of flour will not be used up. The jug of oil will not run dry until the day the Lord sends rain on the land. She went away and did as Elijah had told her. So there was food every day. Say every day. For Elijah and for the woman and her family. For the jar of flour was not used up and the jug of oil did not run dry in keeping with the word the Lord spoke by Elijah. Father, I pray this morning that you would anoint me in a special way this morning to speak clearly and concisely, and that, Father, the ears of the people would be open to hear and their hearts ready to receive, that, Lord, all that you intended for us to hear and to do today would be done through Jesus, your Son. Amen and amen. Look at your neighbor and say, little things. They really matter, don't they? Tone and tenor. Tone and tenor, you can tell somebody something, but if you don't use the right tone, you're in trouble. You ever try to tell your wife something and use the wrong tone? <laughs> Never. Okay. Uh, you, you, ever, you ever tried to tell your husband something and you chose the wrong time? Timing matters, right? If you try to tell somebody in the wrong moment... You know, or in the wrong timing and tone. They, they really do matter. When I was dating Annie, you know, I always opened the car door. Always. I'm not really great at it anymore. I, uh, but little things matter, right? Can I tell you that the goodbye kiss is more important than the hello kiss? 
Just, just, just would tell you. Just little things, you know, little, just little tiny things like please, thank you. You ever get a thank you note? I love getting thank you notes. I'm serious. Uh, if you do something for someone and then they, they send you a thank you note. Little things, little, little things like that count, you know, just, uh, isn't it interesting how many last week, uh, hey, by the way, we had like 14 or 15 baptisms last week. It was, it was pretty cool, right? Um, how many of you have just missed hugging somebody? I had people stop me yesterday, just, Pastor, would you hug me? Or a handshake. I'm kind of done with a fist bump, right? Aren't you? I, I just need, just little things. How many of you have missed just... Those little things, you know, this whole social distancing thing has really had a psychic, you know, just, just little things. Just, I, I came to work one day. I, I have this one of the best lives in the world. I live just right up Lorraine, you know, just in the country, but not, I'm five minutes from here. And until they put a stoplight at 23rd, it was three minutes. And then they put that darn <laughs> stoplight at 23rd. And I, I was coming to work one day, and I, how many of you have ever put your cup of coffee between your legs while you're... And I came down 23rd, and this old lady, she had to be 60. <laughs> Some of you who know, I'm 62. And this old lady pulled out in front of me, and I had to stop. And guess what happened to the coffee? That ruined my day. I mean, I was mad all day. Yeah. I got home that night, and Annie said, what is the matter with you? And I said, this old lady pulled out in front of me, and I spilled my coffee. And she kind of looked at me and she said, I bet she had a good day. <laughs> the point being is I gave that old woman a whole lot of control over me that day. And that little thing ruined my entire day. You ever let little things bother you? You know, there's people stop coming to church because of Facebook post. This is a little thing like a Facebook post. It ruins their whole life, you know. Take it all so little things like a mask, a little thing. Wash your hands. I mean, it's just who would ever imagine that something like a virus would shut down the world? You ever seen a virus? Me either. This is a little thing. But eight billion people were affected by a little thing. Just 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 you know, divorces happen over little things people lose friendships over little things little things a little thing in your childhood can ruin your entire just little things little foxes you know spoil the vines what the psalmist last week if you were in first service Jesus was talking and his mic was going <laughs> microphones can ruin right just, just a little thing can ruin you know Annie and I were on vacation just a few weeks ago, and I was coming back, and, and we had to do a layover in Houston, and we were in one of those wings where you land, and then you got this 20-minute layover, and it's right here, but it, it's, it's the cheap seats, you know, and, and I had to go to the restroom, so I had to go up, and you had to go out of this area, and I got done, and in order to get back, she said, no, you can't go back, you got to wait till I call. I said, my wife's down there, ruined my whole vacation. I said, mad at that lady. My dad's a contractor, and he'd finish a house and say, son, it's in the details. It's the little things, son. It's the base shoe. It's just, it's the doorknob. It's the light 
fixture. It's the little things. Have you ever gone in a house and noticed the little things? Just the little things that matter. There's a verse, Romans chapter 8 says, I make all things, know that verse, work together for the good of those that love the Lord. Caveat here, do you love the Lord? I mean, I'm serious. Do you love the Lord? You love the Lord with all your heart, your soul, your mind, your strength? Uh, then things work for you. If, thing, if things aren't working for you, check your love. I'm serious. If your marriage's not working for you, check your love. If, if, if work isn't working for you, check your love. You love the people you work for? I'm very, very serious. You love the people you work with? I, I'm tired of hearing people say, I hate my job. Then quit. See how you do if you don't have one. Right? Listen, unemployment will run out. Little things matter. Little things matter. And you have to love the Lord. All things. It used to, I think, well, all things. Good and bad, right? Good and bad things. As I've gotten older, I realize little things work for me. As well as big things. We have a tendency to be grateful for the big things and not notice the little things. If we can learn to be thankful over the little things, the big things, well, I, all things, big and little, all things were made by Him, and without, the, without Him, nothing. All, say all things. All things. It, it, he, all things work, and little things. On Palm Sunday, I talked to you about the beautiful thing that she did. You know, she just went in there and took that alabaster jar and she poured it over his feet and he said, that's a beautiful thing. That, that little thing that everybody else was complaining about, he saw, oh, that's a beautiful thing. Little things can become beautiful things if they're received with gratitude, if they're received with praise. See, I'm convinced that until you can see the little things, you'll never get to see the big things. And if you're faithful in the little things, you'll be... See, I, I really want to look at you and say to you today, the Sunday after Easter, is it's the little things that count. It's the little things that are done in our lives that really matter. And it's the little things that get us into trouble. It's the little things that trouble us, right? We get troubled over things that might happen. We get troubled over things that should have happened. We get troubled over things that maybe we did or shouldn't have done. In the same chapter of Romans 8, it says, what shall we say to these things? I, I'm here to tell you that it's not so much about the things that happen or don't happen. It's what you say about the things that happen or don't happen. What do you say about those things? See, words. Words are so important. If we've learned anything in the last year, I hope we've learned that words matter. That how we use words, that just little words, that words are a big deal and the words start from a thought. Just a little thought on the inside of us. And then, haven't you ever wished somebody would think before they... <laughs> Maybe you've wished you had. <sighs> As the Lord God lives, whom I serve... It will not rain except at my word. Listen, Jesus was not the first man to control the weather with his word. This man by the name of Elijah controlled the weather with just a word.
What do you control? One word could alter the atmosphere of humanity. One word rightly spoken is like a setting of, is like a diamond in the setting of gold is what the <laughs> Proverbs say. One word and everything stopped. There was no more rain. One word and it was, he says, I'll satisfy your mouth with good things that your youth might be restored like the eagle. What are you saying about your age? What are you saying about your mind? One word can renew your strength. A man has joy by the word of his mouth. If you have no joy, what have you been saying? One word, stop the rather. You see, it's our response to things that are really what's important. Our response to the resurrection of Christ. Our response to the fact that God doesn't turn away from sinners, but follows sinners. That simple little thing years ago when I realized God doesn't run from or turn his back on sinners, but in fact, he comes and gets in front of sinners. That changed my life. I had been raised to think God couldn't look at sinners and then to realize God was after sinners. We pass laws against sinners. God eats with them. Hello. There's a whole segment of the church trying to figure out whether sinners can go to heaven. Man, if sinners can't go to heaven, you ain't getting there. <laughs> I'm just saying. We won't get into heaven because of our behavior. We'll get into heaven because of His mercy. Amen. It's Americans that evaluate behavior, not God. See, Elijah spoke a word. It was a little thing. And it stopped raining. And the minute he did what God said, the word of the Lord said, now then I want you to go over here to this brook and I'm going to send you a bird. That's nuts, right? Go let a bird feed you. Go let a bird, uh, oh my God, what are we going to do? Oh, bird, God will send a bird. Just a little thing, a bird. God, God can feed you through a bird and a brook on the backside of the wilderness. Can I tell you something? I look around this room and I, I think I know, if I don't know you personally, I, I know you, I know you. Some way, somehow, I'm connected to you. And can I tell you, everyone in this room has been blessed. There's nobody in this room that is not blessed. Do you know birds have fed you all year? I know, I know places that are really struggling because of a pandemic. I have friends that are really in trouble. Did you know that, can I just say to the American public and to you specifically, God has given you birds and brooks and you've been blessed in the last year. Yeah. And and you've let little things upset you when the truth of the matter is God's been doing a pretty good job taking care of you. Birds and brooks. God can use the littlest things. God can use the littlest things to take care of us. Just little things. Birds and brooks. And it's crazy. I remember little things. Birds. A bird. Bring you meat. Bring you bread in the morning and in the evening. It's I remember this eye wasn't very good. This eye had, and I remember praying over on 10th Street, and I, I was kneeling at the altar in that little church, and I was saying, Lord Jesus, the next person that touches me, I'm just going to believe that you're going to heal my eyes. 
Just the next person that touches me. Do you know God used the woman in that room I did not like? <laughs> I did not like that woman. She, she was a thorn in my side. And as soon as I thought that, said that, prayed that, this woman laid her hand on my shoulder and started praying. And I went, oh, not her. <laughs> and God healed me. After I repented, <laughs> little things, things you'd, you'd never think of, just, just a prophet speaking a word or a bird flying to a brook, just a... I think we've gone through and are still in a season where God's using the smallest things to bring us the biggest blessings. Little things, just, just simple little things. For God has chosen the foolish things. Foolish things. God will use those things you dismiss to sustain your life. 1 Corinthians 1, 27, foolish things to confound the wise, weak things. Isn't it interesting how we belittle ourselves? We're just grasshoppers. Who am I? We, we put ourselves down and we make ourselves insignificant. We deceive ourselves into believing that we have nothing to give. That we have nothing to contribute. We feed that, right? And so we, and, and we diminish ourselves in our own sight. We belittle the little that we have and that we are. And we may miss the fact that God takes our little just the brook I mean you know, I, I've been that guy that I've, I, I've had to live in the results of my own prophetic word it's not going to rain and the book, brook dries up I can curse God but I'm the one that made it stop raining I mean while you're by the brook I mean are you worried about the brook drying up so you've got to expect that God can do this miracle, and if He can do this miracle, He can probably do another miracle. It's a miracle, the fact that the bird and the brook would provide for the prophet in the midst of the famine that he caused. And yet, if God can work that miracle, He can work... Do you know it's a miracle that you even know Jesus? It's a miracle that you're even still here, but what do you do when the brook dries up? Well, just move to the next miracle. That's all you got to do. The word of the Lord comes to him and says, now I want you to go to Seraphath. Well, when this miracle, whatever this miracle is, can I tell you that, that we've just gone from miracle to miracle in 2020? And that we're just going to go to another miracle? And that I'm living expecting God to speak to me again about moving to the next miracle? That I'm excited to see what he's going to, if he used a bird and a brook, I wonder what he's going to use now. Just, just go to Zarephath. I want you to move from Sidon to Zarephath. I want you to come a little closer to where I really want you. Just move over there. And, and we're going to go to Zarephath and I'm going to use a widow and a son. Isn't that crazy? Unnamed widow. We don't know who she was. We don't know who the son was. But I'm going to move from using birds and brooks to widows and orphans. Just, just going to move. Did you get it? If he can use a bird and a brook, he can use a widow and an orphan. God's, God's now going to provide for you through the gift of a widow. Huh. 
to be sustained by a widow and an orphan. That's unheard of. You're supposed to take care of the widows and the orphans, but now the widow and the orphan is going to... Whoo! Can you feel this? God knows how to provide for you in the midst of a famine with things, little things, that most of the time we overlook and we take for granted. <laughs> Some of you ought to just thank God for the little things that God's used this year to take care of you. Oh, just, just a little praise. Maybe just, could we just take 10 seconds and go, wow, thank you, Lord, for providing for me in these little things. He goes to Zarephath and, and he gets there and sure enough, there's a woman there at the city gate. Right there. He doesn't even have to look for Boom, this divine appointment. How many of you ever had a divine appointment that you, I mean, go to Zarephath, find a woman there. Which woman? I'd be going, how do I know who she is? <laughs> right? I mean, we, we start at, the minute God gives us a word, we start going, huh? What? Yeah. We start asking him, how are you going to do that? I don't know how he's going to do it, but I'm going to go. And if he tell me there's a woman there, he's going to tell me. And she comes out and instantly walks up to the woman and says to the woman, would, 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 would you get me a, a little drink of water? Say a little drink. I, I, just need, I just need a little drink of water. Just, just, just give me a little. For if you'll give a cup of cold water. This is not the... Jesus wasn't the first man that said it's about giving a cup of water. Elijah said, would you give me a little cup of water? Just... I'll tell you the truth, whoever gives a cup of water in my name, just say just a little. That thing I've belittled in my own life is a lot to somebody else. That thing I've taken for granted in my own life is a miracle to others. That little peace that I have. And as she goes, he goes, well, could, could you bring me a piece of bread too? And she turns around and she says, I, I don't have a piece of bread. I have a little flour. Say a little. And I have a little oil. In other words, I just have enough left to make myself a pancake for me and my son. And then we're going to die. We're going to have the last supper. We, we've lost all hope. Some idiot made it stop raining. <laughs> It's hopeless. We're at the end of our rope. I give up. I'm just done. Have you ever been done? It's just... I've just been... The miracle here is that the prophet would ask the widow. The other miracle is that the widow would go, I, I've got... What, what do you mean bring you a piece of bread? All I have is a little flour and a little oil. And we're getting ready to die. To understand that this, this pandemic, I'm sorry, this famine's about to. How many, how many people have you heard in the last month? Oh, I'm done with this. I think it's on the tip of everybody's tongue that I know right now. I'm done with this pandemic. I'm done with this famine. All I got is. Am I being relative yet? Or am I just. Little things. She's all. I don't. I love what the prophet says. Have no fear. Elijah is here. <laughs> oh, sorry, sorry. 
No, no, no. Have no fear. Have no fear. Go, go make yourself and your son. But first, make me one. Wow. Wow. Have you ever heard that verse in Luke 6 where it says, Give and it shall be given to you. Press down and shake it. Most people turn me off when I say that because they know I'm getting ready to take the offering. <laughs> but, but do you catch the principle that's here? Luke 6, 38, give and it shall be given. But first, you see, Word of Faith TV preachers didn't make it up. They abused it, but they didn't make it up. Give and it... Lady, give, and it'll never run out. Give, and it'll never run dry. I've been ministering for 35 years here. Can I tell you, give, and it'll never run out. Give, and it'll never run dry. He didn't say I was going to fill the bin. He said, every day you're going to have to go get the last that you got. Every day you're going to get in, and it's going to be the last bit of flour. It's going to be the last bit of oil. I've been pastoring a long time, and people keep saying, when is this going to work? I said, is there still a handful in the bottom? <laughs> then it's working. Most people want to become rich because they're giving. He didn't say you were going to become rich because you're giving. That's what the word of faith extremist said he didn't say you were going to come rich he said it'll never run out it'll never run out you get up every day and have to give out of the bottom you have to every day give the two mites from the poverty that you know you have to get up every day and believe God's going to drop manna from the sky get up every day and believe that God's going to put just enough back in the bottom of the barrel give lady and it'll never run out God loves little things. He loves taking David, the little shepherd boy, a little rock, a little slingshot, and taking down Goliath. He loves little things. He loves taking Gideon in the wine press, getting ready to die. Shows up and says, oh, you mighty man of valor. And he goes, I am the smallest man from the least of all. And God said, yes, I love little and Gideon goes out in fear and gathers an army of 22,000. If you feel better if you're going to war with 22,000, right? And the Lord said, no, 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 that's too many. So he takes it down to 10,000. Well, you still feel pretty good if you're going to go out and fight a battle. you got 10,000. He goes, no, no, that's way too much. And takes it down to 300. God loves using little. Because when he uses little, you can't take just a little little boy named Joseph to save the world. Just Moses, take a lamb and put it over the door. Just one little lamb born of a virgin in a little town of Bethlehem. Just a little. It's the little things that matter. It's the little things that count. Just one little touch from the garment. Just one touch. Just, just, just one word and my servant will be made well. Just, just one spit into one little 
and new eyes. Just five loaves and two fishes. Little. We belittle the little that we have and we miss the miracle that God has in store for us. Just, just a little bit. Just a little boy's lunch. That's all. God loves little things. He saves the entire race with just one man to give your little if you contribute to the process, if you put a little skin in the game. One little thing. Pastor, what do you do after Easter? How do you get people to accept the Lord? Listen, it's easy to come up here and say a prayer. It's a challenge to get up every day and give what you have to the Lord. But a follower of Christ gets up every day and gives the little bit that they have. And if you do that long enough, it'll never run out. Amen. Amen. Just a little praise. Maybe just, just a moment of praise. Just, just a little bit of prayer. Just another moment in the Word. See, we're wanting God to do big things, and He's just wanting us to do little things. We always make miracles, and we don't understand the miracle of God using. And it came to pass after many days that the word of the Lord came to Elijah in the third year, saying, Go present yourself to Ahab, and I will send rain on the earth. Say with me, the drought's over. I think we're on the preface of this being over. Don't you? I think, I think we're, can you feel it? I can. We still have people homesick today, but not, not as much. Listen, I, I, I'm talking out of my own, my son and his family are home today because I have a grandson that has COVID. He won't be at work tomorrow. <laughs> just, just FYI. <laughs> So this is still affecting us, but you can feel it's right. Go because I'm going to end the drought. Go because this worldwide thing is going to end. It, I think we're coming to the end of the series. And, and you know that story, right? The fire falls and Elijah fed by a bird and a brook and a widow and an orphan is now bowing his head to his knees and praying. And he looks at his servant. He says, go look in the east, for I hear the sound of rain. Listen, I hear the sound of abundance. It's right there. I could hear it last week. I can feel it. For years, we've been hearing the sound of revival, right? We can feel it. I hear the sound, and he, he does this little thing about prayer. Just this little thing. I don't see anything seven times. I don't see anything. And then finally, I think, I think the servant comes back trying to make the prophet feel good. Well, I see a little cloud. <laughs> I mean, after somebody's asked you seven times, give them a little hope. Well, maybe there's a little cloud over there the size of a man's hand. Say, just a little. Say, a little cloud. Just God takes a little cloud and... Everybody's wanting revival, but nobody's wanting to be the little cloud. See, revivals always start with a little cloud, a man's. 
prayer. Just Listen, I've stood in front of you for a year. I, didn't, I don't still won't have the answers to the big issues that face humanity. I, I, don't, I don't have them. I couldn't travel. I literally oversee 72 countries, 7 million congregants. I, I know that's hard for you to fathom, but I do. This little church in Hutchinson, Kansas, has been a part of a 7 million person movement over the last 20 years. I couldn't travel. I couldn't do those things. What, what do you do in face of a famine? What do you do in the face of a pandemic? And while I watched so many of my friends get all involved in the big things, what I knew I could do is put some people in a parking lot at the hospital and pray. What I knew I could do is ask you to give some candy bars to nurses and school teachers. What I knew I could do is get up every morning and pray at 7 o'clock. What I knew I could do is I could go to the parking lot. Little things. I, while everybody else was upset about big things, Kent, all I knew to do was do the little things I knew to do. And I, I think I and others have been faithful just to do... I hope I have modeled in front of you that you and I are called to do little things. That if we'll be faithful in the little things, God will take care of the... And it's really not worth our wasting energy on the things that we know we cannot have anything to do with. But we could take care of the person seated right beside us. We could notice. We could take Advent wreaths. We can't do Christmas, but I could put an Advent wreath in your house. I couldn't do a Seder meal, but I can give you a Seder box. Little thing. I couldn't have 12 disciples, but I could have three. Right. Little. I hope we've learned some lessons this year. Man, I remember a lady by the name of Cora and a lady by the name of Ethel. Cora was about six foot, right? Anybody here remember Cora? Cora was Mike Strayer's mother. Ethel was her sister. That's Penny Strayer's mom-in-law. Cora was about 6'1". Ethel was about 5'0". And, and, and Ethel walked like this. But Ethel had the car. She had a little blue Chevy Savette. And they, they, they were... If I, every time I talked to Cora and Ethel, they were going to rummage sales. And they would go to rummage sales and they'd buy the junk that nobody else would buy. And they'd put it in that little Chevy Chevette and take it over to Cora's big barn and they'd arrange it and then they'd sell it on Friday and Saturdays. They became, they were the second largest Louis L'Amour. Anybody know who Louis L'Amour is? People would drive from everywhere around the nation to buy their Louis L'Amour books. We were a little church. 51 or two of us decided we needed to build a building. And Cora and Ethel raised more money. Two little old women. Every time I'd try to honor them, Cora would go, oh, we're just two old broads going to garage sales. <laughs> and they raised like $19,000. Oh I got to tell you, 1987, that's a lot of money. 
two little old I remember Raymond and Lawrence. We had enough money to build the little building. I can, but we had the old brick building that was still there. We didn't have the money to tear it down. Raymond and Lawrence were 75. And, and Lawrence couldn't walk. And Raymond couldn't be still. He knew everything. <laughs> and they took that church down brick by brick. I mean, literally, I'd go out there and they'd chip and bricks off. Raymond sold every brick on that building. Sold it. I'd say, Raymond, what are you doing? He's out there chipping concrete off those blonde bricks, selling those bricks. Just little things. Seven 15-year-old boys hung every sheet, piece of sheetrock up here. Wasn't a contractor. It was seven 15-year-old boys. Just little things. They didn't like it. Ken and Dorothy Elliott. Ken Elliott was the construction manager for Dillon's for over 30 years. Ken was 70, 69. He was retiring. I was getting ready to build this building. Ken Elliott was driving out here on, and a car ran a stoplight. Bam! Paralyzed from the neck down. Ken and Dorothy Elliott. Dorothy folded bulletins for years. I'd take my plans over and Ken would weep and say, oh, pastor, I was going to help you build that building. He's the one who helped me draw this building. And Ken and Dorothy Elliott gave more money while he was paralyzed from the neck down. We were rolling, getting ready to put carpet in this room. Ken Elliott got pancreatic cancer. Never got to worship in this building. Little things. I could go on and on. 35, 40 years, I'd go on and on. They're little things. Truly, I say to you, this poor widow has put more in than all the others here. We'd be little. We're just grasshoppers. We'd be little. But you have faith the size of a mustard seed. You take your little, I'll take my little. I, I realized a long time ago... I don't have a plethora of revelation. I have one. Jesus loves you. Amen. This I know. Amen. He'll never turn his back on you. He'll chase you down. He'll get in front of you. It's amazing to me how 35 years have passed and the only message I know is that God loves you unconditionally. It's all I got. Got nothing else. We're coming out of the famine. We're coming out of this thing. I want to remind you that little things matter. I want to remind you that little people matter. I walk around this building and I realize it is scuffed and it is used because I believe that little people matter. Listen, as you're coming back, I love you, but you do have to go back to serving. You have to help me change diapers. 
We had 72 children over here on this side on Palm Sunday. I have five adults committed to take care of that, only five. And I pay those five. You don't get to come back and go, well, I, I, don't, I don't want to serve. Listen, you have to help me open doors. I wanted to pass offering plates this morning. I don't have enough ushers. You, if, if this is your church, you have to help me serve this person, that person. You have to usher, you have to agree, you have to help me take care of babies. You have to help me turn on the lights and the cameras. I know you don't get much out of it, but the other people get something out of it. You don't get to tell me I'm not called to that. Listen, I hate being happy the clown. I've been happy the clown for 46 years. I hated putting on makeup and getting on stilts. But someone needed to take care of the children. So I took care of the children. And that little Pentecostal hole in his church. And I did it with a clown. You know, you, if I saw a need, I just responded to that need. You, you have to take your little bit and put it in this little bit. You don't get to sit at home and just sit there in your pajamas and, oh, I love going to church this way. You're not going to church. You're watching The Tonight Show. to me father's house I'm saying this is nice I preach this as strong as I can about little things matter your little bit counts don't belittle yourself your time your talent your treasury people get deceived it's one or the other no it's all of the above you need a little of your time you need a little of your talent you need a little of your treasury I can remember 22 people in the corner isn't a program church. I got the degree in church growth. I thought it was full of crap. Listen, I'm not trying to give you, I'm trying to draw you into a family. You need to know the name of this person. You need to know the name of that person. And that person may be a Democrat and that person may be a Republican, but you need to get over it. That person may be black. That person may be white. This person may even think that you can do this with Scripture, and that person may think you can do that in Scripture, and you're both wrong. Not everybody in here looks at all of it the same way. What we do is agree that Jesus is Lord, that He died and rose.
those on the third day. He's coming again. That's, we agree on that. All those other big things, I don't know. But I can tell you about the little things. I can promise you this. We're going to teach your children the Ten Commandments. You do understand most of the social issues of the 21st century would be resolved if we just learned the Ten Commandments. Just go look at the Ten Commandments. It'll tell you. We're going to teach them the creed, what we believe. I believe in God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. We're going to teach them the creed. It's really, really, it's so new. There's nothing fancy about us. We're not buying our material from some company producing. No, we're going to teach them the Ten Commandments. We're going to teach them the creed. We're going to teach them the Lord's Prayer. Going to tell them that baptism is important. There's nothing fancy about it. But they've been doing that for 2,000 years, and I'm just going to keep doing that. And you're going to help me. Because little things matter. I love you. I hope the message truly inspired you today. If it did, do a couple things for me. Subscribe to our show and it'll just drop right into your feed and you can stay current with all that we're doing. The second thing is, is if you've been impacted by this ministry, you can click the link right there in front of you and you can become one of our givers and that'll help us to keep spreading the gospel and the good news around the world. Everyone needs to hear the good news right now, maybe more than any other time. So God bless and I'll see you next time.